1: or Be Nowhere, the Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday.
0: All right, what's up, everyone? This is Nate with Good Morning Liberty bringing you a quick story for the weekend. Hope you're having a good one so far. So I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this little tab down there that said news. I don't know how long it's been there. I just noticed it. I'm not sure how long it's been there. So I clicked on the news, and I wanted to see what they were recommending to me. One of them that was on there had to do with at-home tests. It was an article from USA Today. It said, finding it hard to get tested for COVID-19 and wondering who's to blame? We've got answers from USA Today. Now, this article, just so you know, was a 51-paragraph article. Article. It was it was pretty big, pretty big, and there's one pretty important thing they did not mention in this entire article. It's not that I cut it out of what I'm about to read to you. It wasn't in there. Let me, let me just tell you a little bit of what was in here. The answer may be as complicated. Remember, they're asking who's to blame. Answer may be as complicated as the course of the pandemic itself. Medical experts point to missteps by both Biden and Trump, a fragmented healthcare system heavily reliant on the private sector and a political divide that's held down vaccination rates and left the nation more vulnerable to outbreaks that drive testing demand. So it's because we're reliant on the private sector. There were some missteps by the Biden and Trump administrations and people not getting vaccinated. That's been the, uh, those are the major problems that we have so far. Biden's latest testing fix includes a plan to offer 500 million free home testing kits to Americans paid for with tax money, by the way, so they're not free, which would be mailed to the homes of those who want them. <laughs> it's, uh, possibly starting in the coming weeks. Manufacturers restarted closed factories and are working around the clock to make hundreds of millions of tests to meet the nation's demands. Since September, the administration has spent more than $2 billion to accelerate the production of rapid tests, and another $1 billion in procuring at-home tests. So $3 billion right there. The first at-home test was approved one month before Biden took office. There are now a dozen rapid antigen tests authorized by the FDA. A little bit further down, because the two largest test makers slowed production, the kits have been hard to find for consumers. And we're just playing catch up right now. Other nations, such as the UK and Germany, have been large purchasers of home tests and provided the kits to their residents for little or no charge. So there's some, they're, they're pointing out what the blame is. I, I brought in the paragraphs where they actually blame things in here. One, they're blaming the two largest test makers. That's uh, Abbott and one other one starts with a Q. Can't remember what it is. Uh, the, the they slowed down their production. They're just not able to produce enough, and that's why we can't find them. And then it's because we, the government, has not been buying enough tests for people. So, of course, that's a major problem, too, because that's what they're doing in Europe, right? That's not only what they're doing in Europe. You know what else they're doing in Europe? They're approving other tests that have not been approved yet in the U.S. So one thing here... How important are the tests? Right now, it's a little late to slow the spread of Omicron, I would say. It spreads pretty fast. All right, so are the tests a good idea? I think they can be. I still think it's important. You know, I was going to go up and see my mom for her birthday this weekend. I ended up not being able to because we got so much snow in Nashville. The roads are really, really terrible. And I just don't feel like turning my three-hour trip into a seven-hour trip up there. And uh, she's also sick right now. I was feeling under the weather earlier in the week, a couple people I've been hanging out with, they, turns out they tested positive for COVID and they probably had it while I was hanging out with them because they tested like the next day. And so I was thinking, well, before I go up and see my mom, who uh, is on the list of people who would not do as well with COVID, I'll, I'll take a COVID test. All right. So I went to Walgreens and by the way, there was a COVID test there. Went to Walgreens, got one for $11, I think, a single test. And I took that test, and it was negative. That's fine. Uh, but if it would have been positive, am I going to take a positive test and then go up there and hang out with my mom? She'd probably be fine. She's got her vaccinations, her booster, all that stuff. Uh, but I don't want to go up there and needlessly put her in any more danger if I could wait and go see her when I don't have COVID. You know, so, so I still think that they're that they're important if you're going to go be around people who are in the higher-risk category. So just get that out of the way right there. But who is to blame for this? As we said, they mentioned the United Kingdom and Germany in here. And this is from Newsy. They, uh, COVID-19 rapid test struggle to win FDA approval. They go into the story about someone who developed some tests, Cesar de la Fuente, developed an affordable rapid test for COVID-19 more than a year ago. A swab from the mouth or nose transforms into an electrical signal for an analysis by a machine that can be made small enough to plug into a smartphone. The prototype has been peer-reviewed and published, shown to be 87% accurate at detecting positive COVID cases. It does not yet have FDA approval. He uh, developed this over a year ago. Investigation found that the FDA is keeping in place guidelines that are preventing low-cost, over-the-counter coronavirus antigen tests from flooding the market, even as President Biden tries to end the shortage of rapid tests. The FDA FDA has so far approved a dozen at-home tests compared to 34 self-tests on the market in Germany. FDA will not disclose how many rapid tests have applications for approval still pending. Now, remember, earlier there... They're blaming, they didn't mention the approval process in the USA Today article. They're saying that the manufacturers, that they're just not producing ones fast enough. The government hasn't been buying enough of them for people. That's really what the problem is. What what people really want to do is invoke the Defense Production Act and produce all of these tests, and that's going to solve all the problems for everyone. Going over some more articles, not typically publications that are you know, right-wing leaning or right-wing conspiracy theorists or anything like that. Here's from Axios. Pasadena, California-based Innova produces COVID-19 tests that cost less than $5 and work with the ease of an at-home pregnancy test, yielding results in 15 to 30 minutes. For months, Innova has been sending millions of these tests to the UK, where they've been used as part of Prime Minister Boris Johnson's moonshot mass testing program. Innova's CEO says the company can currently make 15 million test kits per day. With plans to expand to 50 million a day by this summer. But ANOVA's rapid test, which was first submitted to the FDA for approval in August, has yet to receive the emergency use authorization needed for wide distribution. Status it shares with many other fully at home rapid tests, like one developed uh, by a couple other companies that uses a smartphone to interpret the results. Here's another one, just real quick. Plenty plenty of people piling on this. There's a fast and easy way to get more rapid tests if the FDA wants to. Only a few manufacturers are authorized by the FDA to distribute their tests and asking them to ramp up production to make hundreds of millions of tests takes time. There's an alternative. You could allow manufacturers of tests being used in other countries to ship their tests to the U.S. Isn't that a crazy idea? All these other countries are using these tests and we could just use them in the U.S. too, but we're not allowed to. Hmm. The main reason rapid tests are still scarce in the U.S. is that not enough of them are being manufactured and distributed between late 2020 and mid-2021. Six tests, including by Abbott and Quidel, the other one, I said it started with Q, received authorization. In recent months, a few more have been cleared, but still only 13 manufacturers are currently allowed to sell their tests in the U.S. And they contrast that with 35 now in, uh, in Europe that people are using. Pretty much all the manufacturers currently distributing in other rich countries have been waiting for authorization to send their products to the U.S. The tests are ready to go, and all they need is FDA approval. That's it right there. One way to speed it up is to trust that the tests, which have ample success in other countries, will succeed in the U.S. too. Here's another one from ProPublica, very left-leaning organization, saying here's why rapid COVID tests are so expensive and hard to find. This article is from like a week ago. The answer appears to be a confounding combination of overzealous regulation and anemic government support. Issues have characterized America's testing response from the beginning. Companies trying to get FDA's approval for rapid tests describe an arbitrary, opaque process that meanders on sometimes long after their products have been approved in other countries that prioritize accessibility and affordability over perfect accuracy. One of the FDA scientists uh, who vetted COVID-19 test applications, quit and was speaking to ProPublica in this article, said they're neither denying the bad ones or approving the good ones. And he has to remain anonymous because he still works somewhere where he has to deal with the agency. So what's the general problem here? It's not that the the production for Abbott and uh, I already forgot the other company. It's not just the production for those two companies that is the issue. Quidel is the other one. Do they need to produce more? Yeah, they need to, because they're a couple of the only companies that are allowed to produce the tests. But you got all these other companies that are ready with their tests, ready to go, that they could just ship it in here. And by the way, that would help the tests become more affordable, too, when you don't just have a couple tests to choose from, from behind the counter now at Walgreens or CVS. But when you got, a, when you got 10 sitting back there, they all want to be the one that you purchase, I had two options I think when I went and got one a couple days ago and guess which one I went with? I went with the one that was cheaper. And those companies know that. They know that that's the one you're going to go that you're going to go with. So they'll all be fighting to get cheaper, so they will be the one that you go with. So we need more competition in this. We can't just say that it's because the government isn't buying enough because these companies are producing as much as they possibly can but there's a lot of other companies that have their own production facilities that are ready to do this. And if you're someone who cares about the ability to test yourself before you go and be around some, some potential, some people who maybe don't need to get COVID. I haven't gotten it yet. And maybe they're in the high risk category. There's, there's someone that you can blame. And that is the FDA. All right. If you like these little short things, tell me on Twitter at GoodAMLiberty. We will talk to you soon.